How much do you know about Degrassi in the modern era? We're about to go behind the scenes with Degrassi secrets we learned just in time for the show's 20th anniversary. You know what time it is. Whatever it takes, I know we can make it through. This is Degrassi Corner. Hello, my name is Carrie, and welcome to Degrassi Corner. It's been uh, like a year and a half since I've done a podcast episode or I've done a blog or a vlog of any sort. Let me just tell you, it's been a hellish like year and a half. Just so much life stuff going on, you know, a global pandemic happening, getting burned out of waiting around for Degrassi to come back. Well, the good news is things are finally starting to pop off again because Degrassi is back, at least temporarily. It's 2021, and it is the year that our beloved TV show, well, the modern era of Degrassi, is turning 20 years old. It'll be in October of this year that Degrassi, the next generation, turns 20. And in honor of that, there's going to be a Degrassi 20th anniversary panel coming up on June 11th. 2021 at ATX Festival. Details on that coming up a little bit later in the program. Bunch of Degrassi cast members from Degrassi TNG and the season 10 era. Plus you have Stefan Brogren, I believe. And also the queen and king of Degrassi themselves, Linda Schuyler and Steven Stone will be there as well. Now, before the Degrassi panel, we've been blessed with a wonderful interview with Linda and Steven, courtesy of Kelly I Love Mola Martinez, who works at BuzzFeed, and it's titled 21 Behind the Scenes Degrassi Secrets We Learned Just in Time for the Show's 20th Anniversary. Now, for me, like 99% of these things I've already known, but I just want to still talk about them anyway, because it's been quite a while since I have done any sort of discussion about Degrassi. And I'm also curious to know, because Degrassi fandom is a little bit different now than what it was when the show was actually on the air several years ago. So I'm wondering if any of the people within the last like four to five years, if any of those Degrassi fans who are fairly new are aware of any of these things. And I'm not going to go over all 21 of these. I would much rather you go and click and read Kelly's article. Uh, The link to that is in the description. But with that said, I'm skipping straight to number three on the list. Linda has always been adamant that the show cast real teens to play teens. And that has always been the hallmark of Degrassi, the fact that they cast age appropriate. And here in the article, Kelly points out that Cassie Steele, she was only 11 years old when the show started. There are a lot of teen dramas who cast actors who are a lot older. And a lot of that has to do with the certain restrictions that come with casting underage actors because there's labor laws and things like that. Um, And when you have adult teenagers or adults playing teenagers, there's a lot more freedom to do whatever it is you want to do, so to speak. But this has never been the issue with Degrassi because Linda, they've always been using teenagers on Degrassi. Like this is the thing they've been doing with Kids of Degrassi Street and Degrassi High all the way back in the 80s. So they're already used to this format. So it's not a big deal to continue you know, into TNG, into the season 10 era, and even into next class, just continuing to cast age-appropriate actors. Number four on this list, and this one's going to get people all worked up. Steven thinks Emma and Spinner are still married and that they probably have a kid by now. Now, I'm not sure what is in the water in 2020 and 2021, 
but there's been some kind of random surgence of spema supremacy happening in fandom where there are people who are actively shipping spinner and emma together and that's weird to me because that's never happened up until now now i'm of the mindset of i originally hated spema like everybody else and then i realize we're not in 2010 anymore and that whenever time passes on you should be able to actively update your opinion based off of new information well the new information is they've been married since 2010 they've been married for many years now so the idea that well their marriage is invalid because they decided to get married on a whim that doesn't hold weight anymore we're not in 2010 still and another reason that you need to jump in that time machine and join us here in 2021 is because of the second half of that uh, that point that was made, that they probably have a kid by now. This is Stephen Stone saying this. So um, I don't know your ability to read between the lines, but the Stone is basically handing you on a silver platter the future of Degrassi. He's basically telling you all that you need to know right here. We are talking about the behind-the-scenes Degrassi secrets that we learned just in time for the show's 20th anniversary. This article on BuzzFeed written by Kelly Martinez, and number six on the list, which, by the way, this is a trigger warning in regards to discussion about suicide. Um, The writers chose to make Cam a main character in season 12 because they wanted to make his suicide storyline as impactful as possible. Really interesting point here in the article, it says that they had been planning to do a suicide storyline since 2000. So since the very beginning of Degrassi, The Next Generation, they had an idea that they wanted to do a suicide storyline. But I guess from year to year, they were trying to figure out how to do one, and it didn't really work. So they just waited until season 12 in order to do the way that they did it, which is to essentially, instead of doing the whole, hey, we've got this minor character that we're going to come on and have... A suicide storyline around them just bring a character onto the show make him a main character and then have you know the storyline done that way which makes sense when you think about the impact of the suicide storyline that was done in Degrassi High with Claude who was a minor character on the show it would have been a lot more impactful if it had been one of the more popular characters on the show now interesting enough there was an interview many years ago where Linda admitted that they almost didn't go through with the suicide storyline for Cam. So when the first block of the episodes, uh, the telenovelas were airing, I believe they were still working on the back end, and they realized that Cam was really popular. But ultimately, they decided to stick to their guns and and move forward with the storyline, and I'm really glad that they did. Number seven and number eight on this list go hand in hand. Stephen Stone said that Degrassi has always strived to be authentic, and that means letting characters make mistakes and do things we don't like. And then number eight, Linda says that they've always tried to portray the characters' choices through shades of gray rather than just right or wrong. Now, if you're looking at the show from a critical standpoint, All of this should be obvious to you. It was super, super prevalent, especially in the season 10 era, where they were doing a lot of gray area type storylines. Now, not all of them were done the way they needed to be done. Love lockdown. But they were still in a position to where Degrassi is, they're not trying to tell you how to think. They want you to be able to make your own decisions when it comes to things. And also, I don't know who needs to hear this public service announcement, but the entire point of Degrassi 
is for characters to do stupid things and to make bad decisions and to make bad choices, to mess up, realize the error of their ways, and then mess up again. Sometimes doing the same thing that they just figured out how not to do. Number nine is interesting and one of the more frustrating moments in Degrassi history. Manny's abortion episode, Accidents Will Happen, was pulled by network executives in the U.S. because it was deemed too controversial at the time. Everybody who has watched Degrassi knows this and knows that the end back in the day, that was some bullshit. The hilarious part of this whole situation where the end didn't want to air Accidents Will Happen is that they were actually willing to air the episode if Degrassi changed the ending of Accidents Will Happen Part 2, what the end wanted to see is Manny goes in, she's getting ready to have the abortion, and then she shows some type of regret in regards to her decision. The end wanted Degrassi to write Manny wavering in her decision to have an abortion, but Degrassi refused to budge on that. They refused to change the ending. One of the more frustrating things about Degrassi over the years is the meddling or the restrictions that they were kind of placed over being on the end or even on Netflix, you know, things that always impact the core of the show in some sort of way. Like, you know, oh, you can't do this. Oh, yeah, you can do this, but you only have 10 episodes to do it. There was always some weird restrictions that Degrassi had to work under in order to tell the stories that they wanted to tell. I think I'm going to only do two more of these, and they both go hand in hand in the Spotlight interview with Linda Schuyler and Steven Stone. It was written by Kelly Martinez on BuzzFeed. 21 behind-the-scenes Degrassi secrets we learned just in time for the show's 20th anniversary. If you want to read things like the concept of Adam's character, Linda and Steven talk about Miles and Lola. They also talk about Eli and Claire and Zaya as well. You can check out the full article on BuzzFeed. But these last two that I'm going to discuss here... They are hand-in-hand with Mr. Miles Hollingsworth and another Mr. Tristan Milligan. Number 12 on the list, when when asked about Miles' character, Stephen Stone said that he thinks they got his journey in coming out as bisexual mostly right. And then number 13 on the list says, but some of the scenes between Miles and Tristan would be written differently today. When it says written differently, I hope that it doesn't mean, oh, we're just going to take the fi- the biphobic behavior and just remove it from the show. Like, that's not a thing that should happen. Uh, Degrassi is a show where people are making very problematic decisions all the time. And I think it's important to show that type of problematic behavior. Now, what is not okay here is the fact that they show Tristan engaging in clearly biphobic behavior, but then it is never really addressed after the fact. This is a, a an issue for a couple of reasons. Number one... Anyone who's bi can tell you a handful of stories of being shamed by straight people and also being shamed by other people within the LGBTQ community who, for some bizarre reason, don't seem to understand what the B in LGBTQ means. And number two, I don't know if the writers knew this, but uh, there are a lot of Degrassi fans who identify as bi. Like when Tristan said, you can't even decide if you like boys or girls to Miles, before he could even finish the S at the end of girls, the Degrassi bi community, they just came out of the woodwork to say, what the fuck are you doing here, Degrassi? Now, I don't think that Degrassi did that on purpose. Um, This is a situation where it's very similar to what they did with Grace and Zoe. 
they didn't intend to do the whole queer bait thing that they did. That was just a product of the story that they were telling. However, that was a definite oversight on their part in terms of them not expecting that kind of reaction. That was not the, they were not really in tune with what the perception of that story might be. So when it comes to Tristan and Miles, they're probably thinking about that line as as nothing more as just a part of the overall story that they're trying to tell. They're probably not thinking about the fact that people are going to cling on to that line and it's going to stand out hardcore because Tristan's biphobic line to Miles's face during that election, that is a trigger for people. That is people seeing the same kind of shitty behavior that they're exposed to in their real lives from, from their family members telling them that they're a hot mess of a human being who can't make up their mind. Or especially in the dating world, being told some BS from someone who doesn't want to date you because you're bisexual, because they're afraid that you're going to go cheat on them with the opposite sex eventually, which is bullshit because it's nonsense. But this is stuff that the bi community has to hear repeatedly. And it doesn't help that Tristan is a B-level character on Degrassi, and he's essentially riding the coattails of Miles and Zoe uh, in Next Class. So they were never going to give him any like major character growth of any sort in next class anyway. So everything that he does is in support of or to move forward the story of another character around him, which is unfortunate because this is a situation where you've got this really problematic behavior that never gets addressed ever. There was an opportunity for character growth in Miles and Tristan there, and it just doesn't happen. It's very unfortunate. This is one of those situations where you hope Degrassi takes notes, and hopefully they do better in the future. And with that, I think it's time for me to get off of my soapbox for today. Thank you so much to Kelly Mola Martinez for writing the BuzzFeed article, 21 Behind the Scenes Degrassi Secrets. We learned just in time for the show's 20th anniversary. I'll leave a link in the description to where you can read that. There's a 20th anniversary Degrassi panel. It is happening on Friday, June 11th, 2021. It is happening at ATX Festival, which is going virtual this year because of all the COVID stuff. Tickets are available at atxfestival.com. So the situation with the tickets is that you can't buy a single event ticket to this Degrassi panel. What you have to do is you have to buy the $25 day pass for June 11th. And what that'll do is that will give you access to the panel when it airs uh, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. And it also gives you access to the replay for a limited time. I believe the replay, you'll be able to watch it until 3 a.m. Eastern time on Saturday. So you have a really small window in in which to watch this uh, panel. So if you get tickets, make sure that you watch it Friday night for sure. Otherwise, you're going to be out of luck. Oh, yeah, I should probably tell you if you don't know already who's on the panel. Linda Schuyler, Steven Stone, of course. Also, director Stefan Brogren. The cast members that are going to be there, Aislinn Paul, Shane Kippel, Luke Billick, Lauren Collins, Monroe Chambers, Jake Epstein, Daniel Clark, Andrea Lewis, and Christina Schmidt. I guess I will be covering this thing. I'm not going to be watching the Degrassi panel live. I will watch it after it airs at some point on Friday night. But I will be providing some type of commentary about the things that they are saying throughout that panel uh, right here on this Degrassi Corner podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Carrie Degrassi. I tweet there sometimes, usually sarcastic things. And yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. It is good to finally have something new in the Degrassi universe happen to us. 
and fingers crossed for some type of Degrassi reboot. That would be a game changer. I'm not expecting an announcement, but for the love of God, Degrassi, can you just wake up and please prove me wrong for once? But until that day comes, whatever it takes, I know we can make it through.